you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everyone. This is Melissa, and Dane is not with me this week. He's off getting into some other kind of trouble, so I'm happy to be here with a dear friend of mine, Annette Price. Annette, thanks for doing this with me today. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I'm so excited to be here. You bet. We live not that far apart. You live maybe an hour from me or an hour and a half, something like that. I'm about almost two hours, a little bit north of you. I'm 45 minutes from the airport if a person were to fly into DIA in Denver, Colorado. And I have a little five acre farm. My sanctuary um, I call Dragonfly Farm. Yeah, it's fabulous. So we'll talk a little bit about your horses and all that kind of stuff. One thing I wanted to ask you is, did you have horses when you were a child? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I, I I was one of the blessed little girls. <laughs> I know I asked for a pony every time somebody asked me what I wanted. It was always a pony. And I, I was, uh, I think I was nine years old and uh, a truck pulled into my grandpa's farm and he had a twinkle in his eye and uh, I had walked outdoors. He took us all outside and a guy was out there unloading a little red and white pony. His name was Bobby. He was a five-gated, slim, built for speed. <laughs> and my grandma looked at us, looked at me in the eye and she said, I want you to remember this horse is for everyone, all of you. But I knew in my heart, he was mine. <laughs> it was your pony. Exactly. Exactly right. And I just think of the joy your grandfather, now that we're the ages that we are, you're looking back, the joy your grandfather must have had bringing that surprise in that trailer to you. Oh my gosh. He must have been over the moon. That is just great. I actually wrote about that in our, our first anthology. That's my opening story in uh, book one of our anthologies is my grandpa. So. Yeah, you bet. So our anthologies that Annette's referring to, she's been a writer in each of them. She's also been a partner with me putting those things together. So we have four anthologies, Touched by Horse anthologies, and they are stories written by our graduate community and they're beautiful. And they're every one of them that we get done, we pull our hair out, putting the anthology together, but they're really beautiful. And if our listeners are curious about, well, what exactly do you do in this work? I think the anthologies are the best way for somebody to really get clear on it because it's each person's story of either a piece of work that they personally have coached or a piece of work they've done as a client to me or a piece of work with a client in their own practice. It's a lot of variety, but they put incredible time and effort into expressing these stories in such a way. And most people, we think we should put a little pack of Kleenex, you know, attached to the book when people buy them. I think, yeah, I think you hit on it. I think the beauty of these books is the breadth and width of the work we do and how the horses show up for us. It is sometimes a little difficult to, for people to understand what gestalt work looks like with the horses, but at book after book is filled with stories of exactly what it looks like and what how the horses show up. It's you know, 12 to 15 stories in each one, different writers. I think you're the only writer that's been in all four. Maybe Carolyn has been in quite a few of them, right? Yeah. So, But they're beautifully done and the stories are unique and fun and personal and so they can be obtained by calling 
our office or at our Touch by a Horse store online. And a couple of them made it into Amazon as well. We usually sell them faster than we can get them out to Amazon. But if you're interested in them, we'd love for you to have a copy and uh, read in detail about the works. I think that'd be great. Now, your personal practice, your .com, if they want to meet you personally, Annette, is on the wings of a horse.com, correct? Correct. Yeah. And your practice is a little unique. While you're trained to do trauma-informed work, you've done both my EGC program and my advanced master's program we call GCM. And you're trained to sit with someone who's been through trauma, somebody who's trying to figure out some dilemma in their life, large or small. And also different clients come to different ones of us sort of when the teacher appears, they show up. So lately you've been seeing a lot of kids and, and that sort of thing, right? So say a little bit about the camps that you do in the summer. Oh yeah, I'd love to. So we just finished our, in 2022, our ninth year of a camp we call Camp Unplugged. And that was my friend and mentor, Lauren Munger, who passed away last year, unfortunately, but she taught me everything I know about working with kids and horses. And that was her lifelong passion. She had done it for over three decades. So she, she was definitely an expert, but our kids, it's a horse and nature camp. And uh, it is my goal to bring the kids to a farm experience. They do chores. They learn all about horses. We do not do any riding, but they learn all the different the halters, how to put on each of the halters, how to take care of a horse, groom a horse. And then we move into leading and we set up obstacle courses. And on the fifth morning, on Friday morning, they go out and bring in their horses. And um, on Friday afternoon, we have an accomplishment ceremony and friends and neighbors and grandmas and grandpas can come and the kids each have a, a private time to show something that they've learned in camp. Oh, that's great. It's very empowering, very empowering to take kids who haven't had any experience at all with a horse and in five days of their focus and their play and their work and everything else, they can go out in a pasture safely, bring that horse that they want to in. I mean, I know it's fun to even just have an adult take a halter in their hand for the first time and try and figure it out. I mean, a halter has so many holes and which hole does the horse's nose go in? You know, that kind of thing. Kids are so fun to work with. And I, I bet you're empowering them in such a way that they take on projects at school differently and they take on things they want to do in life differently. The backstory for me is empowerment, self-esteem, communication skills, because to learn how to uh, communicate with a horse that is a nonverbal, but is definitely talking to us and showing us how they feel and learning how to read that energy, we talk about how that moves into first day of school reading people's energy. We we do a lot of energy work without the kids really totally being aware that they're learning so much, I, I think. But what my hope is, is that like for me, an experience I had when I was a young girl came back to me years later and became a very important part of who I am. And that's what I intend with our camps is to plant a seed that will carry through them forever. And 
I think it's, and it happens that people, moms and dads tell me about it. And when the kids come back the next year, I hear the stories of how their life's improved. So I know it's, I know we're doing good work. You bet. And Lauren Munger was an incredible person. She's actually the cover of our fourth anthology. She was a graduate of my program as well. Prior to coming into my program, she was doing this incredible work with these kids and we maintain it as a legacy to Lauren. So you read about her and see her um, sweet little face on our anthology four as well. She was just an incredibly unique person in my life, in your life. And anyone who knew her knew they were standing in the presence of somebody quite unique. Uh, she was miniature. She was a short woman and powerful and strong. So she was the one Shakespeare wrote that sentence, you know, ye she may be small, but she is fierce. <laughs> so that, that was Lauren for sure. When I think of you and more on a personal level, I think of your herbalist side and your nature loving side and how much nature means to you. So, you know, is that a fair way to sort of explain who you are? I definitely, yes, I definitely relate to all of that. I think um, my roots were a Missouri farm girl and I know where my food comes from. I know how these things happen. And I think that's important to have a little bit better grasp of where our, our food comes from. So I know you like to tease me about a class I teach. It's called... Uh, Eat your yard. <laughs> I love that. I, I, love I know, that title. but and and the kids love it too. And sometimes on Friday afternoons, one of the a, a couple of different times, the kids have chosen to talk about the things they learned about plants and in camp. So that's really heartwarming for me. But what's edible? What's not? How to tell what is or what is not? And we make herbal vinegars. We make herbal wreaths. We learn about plants in a good way, and and we usually try to have a little gardening project and. The kids love planting and they love playing in the dirt. And the name Camp Unplugged came from the idea of unplugging from devices, which I know are important. And I, I have I been told that they're going to help the, uh, the next generation solve the world's problems that we've put these kids in. But at the same time, one of my heroes, uh, another hero is uh, Dr. Temple Grandin. And uh, she talks a lot about how kids uh, need the knowledge and the stuff of how to, how to work their computers and all the stuff they're getting that way, but it needs to be balanced with dirt and dog hair and being in nature and picking up sticks. And our society as a whole has really, uh, unfortunately, walked away from that in a lot of ways. And so I, I want to introduce the kids to that. I think it's important. I am a self-proclaimed tree hugger. I call myself a folkloric herbalist. And what that means to me is that I believe I'm, I am from Missouri, so I am a storyteller. <laughs> and uh, I'm interested in the way energy works with between plants and animals and plant to plant and me to horses and all that kind of stuff. And I learn from the stories that I've heard and how things have worked in the past from continent to continent. Every plant is used basically for the same thing. A dandelion 
in in Africa is used like we use a dandelion here that fascinates me. Everybody came to the same understanding without having the discussions in the collective, right? And it, it is, I, th- I think it's very powerful. Those are just the plants we know. And the thing about wild plants, eat your yard, is they grow where they want to. They grow where the dirt will nourish them. They move when they can't be nourished at a spot anymore. And uh, you can have a plant here for four or five years. And then when you go next year, it's not there and you have to go find it. And so that, again, it's just they are are here for us and there's a lot to learn. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. There is a lot to learn, and there's there's more that we don't know that they can provide for us in healing and in everything else than the other way around. I felt that way about horses when I first started this program, is there's there's so much more that they want to do for us and are able to do for us than anyone was giving them credit for. So that became my life calling. I love that you've got both. You know, you've got both in there. Now, you shared with me once a life purpose statement is what I call it, but a statement about your farm. Do you have that handy where you could share that today? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, basically Dragonfly Farm, it's, I consider it kind of my cathedral. It's an open, open grassy pastures that my horses and donkeys congregate. And uh, my church service (laughs) often involves uh, scooping poop. So just being back on the land, I'm all, I'm on the land. I walk the land all the time. And I, have been a little remiss in my blog, but I'm, I'm picking it back up. But my blog is called Zen and the Art of Poop Scooping. So, and that's going to be the name of my personal book if I ever gather all my essays into one folder. But it's the idea that the land and I and my horses were working together, we're taking care of each other. And now when I met you and the work that you did just wove into everything that I had been studying for 30 years. I, I think it's important just to mention briefly that I started this passion for learning about healing and helping others as uh, my son and I are survivors of domestic violence. And I just walked out of the hospital and I said, um, there's got to be another way to live. Otherwise, I don't, I'm not doing this anymore. And from that bedrock uh, of total despair, I can't hardly even remember it now, thank God. But um, and then I just started learning ways to do it and giving back. And I've studied herbalism, classical Chinese medicine. Meeting you was a, and your program was a, such a gift to me my love of horses and land and everything all came together in a, in a marvelous way. And I'd been a gestaltist. I was, I think I was born a gestaltist. Kind of a natural, a natural gestaltist, right? Living in the moment, paying attention to your environment, living in the moment, 
sharing appreciation, speaking, yeah, in every way, I would agree that you definitely have embodied the world of Gestalt easily from me, but you were doing it before, before you knew what it was, before you could put a label on it. So your animals that if someone decides to come and do a piece of equine Gestalt work with you, so you, you do the stuff for the kids, but you work with adults and people that, you know, would want to come and see you describe your animals. Describe your horses and your little donks. Who are they? Oh my gosh. Well, I have a horse. Her name is Lakota. She's a registered Missouri Fox trotter. She came and lived at your barn. I was so worried that she would fall in love with your barn and not be happy at our farm when she came. (laughs) I think she thought of it as coming to college and then going back home. So she's fabulous. She's fabulous. I think she she prefers being there with you. (laughs) She's an amazing, she's an amazing horse. And we've been together for 24 years. She came to my family. My sister got her as, as a, at an auction in Missouri as a, a yearling. So she's been with us for all of her life. And then I have, uh, so I have another gelding, a big black and white Tonka. And uh, the kids just love him. He loves Hort. He loves them. They love him. He's a mountain of a horse. And he is uh, just an incredible teacher. And the littlest kid wants him, right? The littlest kid wants to work with the biggest horse. That's the way that works. It is amazing how the littlest kid always falls in love with the biggest horse. Yes. I have a couple of little donkeys, Hildy and Penny. They actually stepped up to the work all the time. I have different people who come and work, do gestalt work from my farm using my critters. And I hear stories all the time about how the donkeys have participated and have given their clients so much. They're very wise. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very sensitive to energy. You know, I have mine too. I have two little mini donks and a mini mule and Bitsy, my mini donk, who you've known for years, Annette, she is as, as fine a worker of body energy in people and moving that energy and helping them release it as any big horse I've ever known. I mean, they really have a deep, profound sense of what they're doing. Yeah. And then we have um, a little miniature horse who it teaches the kids about energy. If you, we have a little thing we do, it's a ritual. When you come to, the kids just can't wait. They just can't wait to get in there and get with the horses. But we have a gate where we pause and it's actually kind of teaching them a meditation of sorts, but they have to, we take three deep breaths and we find our happy heart. That's the gate of the happy heart. And when you get calm, then you can walk through and go out and be with the horses. And we do it every single time. So the kids start learning energy management. We talk about the energy you put out as the energy you get back. And nothing will teach you that faster than a 900-pound horse or an adorable little mini who you cannot get close to if you are anxious. Now, are you seeing adults in your practice as well? Yes, I'm, I'm really happy to be affiliated with a program that brings equine weekends to survivors of breast cancer. And I've been doing that coaching for a while. But one of my passions is as an extrovert, <laughs> I love, I adore working with groups. So we have done uh, some uh, group retreats here and looking forward to doing that. I was all set 2020. That was going to be my big push was to go out and do a lot, uh, promote the group retreats. And uh, boy, did everything get slammed down shut just for all of us. But, but um, yeah, I love doing group work. It's fascinating to me to bring in the temperament and help a company understand themselves better. And as much as I adore 
working with the kids and I do. Um, it's also fun to speak to an adult. Yes, <laughs> to work with the adults. Well, the kids have the natural curiosity and this endless energy and, and they're, they're a delight to work with. And the adults have the ability to reflect and look backwards and make meaning from things they've gone through in their life. So the work works no matter what age somebody is, but the gestalt work is really profound for adults. And so I, I do want to say if you're listening to this podcast today and you're curious about a net price on the wings of a horse.com is one way that you can reach out and talk to her. If you have a natural interest in plants and nature and herbalism and all of that, I would highly recommend that you reach out to her, whether you come into Denver and go up to her farm. I'm realizing hers is like maybe an hour on a bad day north of the freeway or north of the airport and I'm an hour south. So we're about that distance apart and go up and get a session with her and really learn about your own relationship to nature, how that's affected you. Not everybody had childhoods where they had the freedom to go out and be on a farm and with animals and doing all of that. So you can let your inner child come play at Annette's place as well. So meeting her animals is a treat. I want to thank Hope Through Horses for sponsoring our podcast. It's very much uh, a big help. They they help us pay some of the bills on the podcast. We're very grateful to them for that. Look at hopethroughhorses.com. It is a 501c3 uh, nonprofit. So they're always asking for people that can to make a donation, even a small one to keep their way of helping us with things like the podcast and people that are looking for the work and might need assistance to pay for it. So Annette, any last thing you would want listeners of this podcast to understand about you or understand about EGC, you know, kind of what you would send out there from your heart to anyone listening today? Oh my gosh. I think that we call it sometimes vitamin F and that is a, a farm experience. Go outside. If you can come here and, and, and share a day with us, we will have something planned for you that you will never forget. My prayer for this planet and for the people, us humans, is to open up spread our wings, connect with mother nature, take care of our animals better, and let's be better people. I have spent the last 30 years on a curriculum that I make up myself and I call it how to be a better human 101. Come join me. Yeah, it's really true. How to be a better human. Everybody needs to take an inventory on that. I think we all do and, and different things. We have listeners on this podcast that are hearing us um, today from Ukraine. And we have people that are listening to us from all over the world. We're very grateful in this podcast to get this word out. And there is no place on this earth that doesn't need more kindness than it's already experiencing. And you and I are both uh, of a generation of the Beatles. And boy, were they ahead of their time, right? It's all about love. Thank you, Annette. Please look up on thewingsofahorse.com and meet my good friend, Annette, and order our anthology. And when you read the anthology, know that that Annette had a lot to do with the design and the production of those books with me. It's a big project to take on and I'm very grateful that you always assist with those Annette very much. So every time we do one, we say we won't do not another one, but we, we probably will eventually. So. It's, it's kind of like childbirth. We've been there. Yeah. That's right. We've, we've been there <laughs> each time. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, Everybody have a fabulous day. And Dane will be back with me on the next podcast. And I hope until then you stay healthy, well, and spread a little kindness. Thanks, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.